This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. This week on Top Shelf, the Huddle Instat Goaltender of the Week is Josh Hager of the North Okanagan Knights. Emmanuel Sequeira talks with him and Golden Rockets forward Dominic Fiorentino. I have a great conversation with the voice of the Spokane Braves, Greg Rents, about the Braves' recent play and their webcast. Josh Hager is next on Top Shelf. Steam with it. Put the puck on net. Hager is able to make the first stop. Goes behind the net. Hager trying to recover. Comes in front. Hager made the stop again. That's wide still. Gets off the moorings. Incredible saves by Hager. Steam on the five on three. Hager making desperation save after desperation save, and they aren't able to put the puck by him. I'm speaking with Josh Hager, goaltender for the North Okanagan Knights. Josh, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, Josh, this week you were named uh, the Huddle Instat KIJHL top goalie for the week. What was that like for you? You know, it's exciting. It's nice to see a lot of hard work pay off and to see my contributions to the team get rewarded in the sense that I've been working hard for it for a long time and I haven't had the success of getting it yet. So it's it's nice to see. I'm proud. I'm grateful for my teammates working working their hardest to help me get that accolade. Talk about uh, your performance in that game against Summerland, 30 save uh, shutout. How did you feel that you played in that game? You know, I thought I was pretty relaxed. I thought I had a lot of confidence in my teammates. We had a pretty good work week of practice. I had all the faith in the world and in the team in front of me, so that certainly helped me dial in. And uh, what were some of the things that you liked that you did uh, to help the team win that game? Uh, I thought I had a calming presence in the net. I think that's all I can do to try to help my team is make sure I can play as calm as I can and help bring things down in the sense that I'm not getting them too riled up by making calm saves and I'm making sure everybody knows that I'm relaxed and I'm confident in what I'm doing behind them. How do you feel that you've been playing this season? I, I think I've taken a step up for sure since my rookie campaign. I think I've done a lot of work in the off season, and it certainly helped me have a more consistent approach to this season as far as going into practice every day and making sure I'm bringing the, the same play to the table every game that we played so far. Was there anything in specific that you did during the offseason, maybe different than before, that you've noticed is helping you with your play this year? Uh, I've certainly spent more time around the game. Uh, I took a coaching role. So not only was I practicing goaltending, but I, I spent as much time around the game as possible as far as coaching it too. And I found that that's helped me break down the game in a different way by analyzing other goaltenders as well. So I found it's helped me learn new key points and adding new tools to my toolbox as far as being a goaltender goes. And so not only spending time on the ice and in the gym, but spending time just around the game, analyzing new moves, analyzing new plays, and learning as much as I possibly can to be able to add to my skill set. How would you describe your own playing style? I'd say I try to play as calm as I can. I try not to overplay things. I try to sit back, play as calm as I can, and give my team every opportunity they can to win. What is it about this group that 
that you're playing with that you like? You know, we've got a pretty young group. I've been liking it so far. I think we've got a lot, a lot of players with a lot to prove. They've got a lot to prove in themselves and with the team. And I think it's a, it's a bigger driving force coming to the rink every day when you're still trying to prove yourself as a rookie. And it's hard to complain about our, our first line. They've been pretty fantastic. I've been super happy with them. And I think that we've got a pretty solid identity with our team and we know what we have to do to win. It's just about bringing what we can to the table and bringing it every day. That's Josh Hager, goaltender for the North Okanagan Knights. Josh, thank you for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thanks for having me. Josh Hager stopped all 30 shots he faced against Summerland last Saturday. Cameron Oyen of the Spokane Braves put up six points in two games and was named forward of the week. Eric Martin from the Fernie Ghost Riders Defenseman of the Week hit the back of the net three times and added a helper in two huge wins over Kimberly. Still to come, Dominic Fiorentino from the Golden Rockets. But first, I chat with Spokane broadcaster Greg Renz. That's next. 7.42 to go here in the third period. 4-2 Spokane with the lead. They send it down the ice. William Ray will pick it up behind the net. He'll bring it up ice. Tipped away by a Brave. Picked up by the defenseman Joey Epke. Epke sends it up all the way. Stretch pass two on two. Developing here for the Braves. Blocked in, over to Raphael, he scores! What a pass by Lofton, and I believe (laughs) that Raphael Elo has his second of the game. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the voice of the Spokane Braves, Greg Rentz. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. And, of course, uh, this is the first podcast uh, of 2024, and... uh, this time of year, I like to ask that ever important question: What was your best Christmas present this year? <laughs> so, uh, a lot of my family and friends all say that uh, when it comes down to it, I'm the easiest person to Christmas shop for because they know just get me something San Francisco 49er related. <laughs> so, I got a few new 49er things. Uh, you're a 49ers fan, lifelong, ever since I was two years old. Okay, a 49ers fan. Okay, this interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, the Spokane Braves. Certainly not the start that Spokane wanted first season back in the league, but end of December, a couple of really good games for Spokane. I mean, they were one and one, but that was a shootout, just a barn burner with Grand Forks. Talk a little bit about the play of Spokane in the past week. What we've talked about on the broadcast several times was this was honestly expected. You know, Spokane was out of the league for three years. This is our first year back since the 2019-2020 season. It was expected that it was going to take some time to gel. We're basically starting the new team from the ground up. And uh, I think that break for the holidays really did some wonders for the boys because, like you said, uh, seven goals in back-to-back games definitely shows uh, an uptick. And like you said, that battle against Grand Forks, I, I think I said on broadcast that it was one of the craziest games I've ever been a part of you know eight seven final score kind of a throwback to the 80s is what we talked about a little bit and it was just a dog fight i mean neither team really got momentum going for more than like 10 minutes grand force controlled much of the play for the first period but you look at the stat line after that it's just even steven i think it was eight seven the final score and spokane had 
back-to-back three-period goals, and Grant Ford's put up three in the third. It was just a wild game. Yeah, four goals in the last four minutes of that game. Just a, a crazy, crazy game. Uh, this season, a couple of uh, players have really stood out. Talk about the players for you on Spokane that have stood out this season. Obviously, uh, Zach Bauman, our leading scorer, has been one guy to keep an eye on. I've actually been very impressed with Ty Schumacher, particularly on the mm. power play. Going back to that Grant Forks game, I even said, you know, we were on the power play. Cameron Oyen, who's another one who's really stood out on the power play to me as well. He had the puck, and I was on color that game because we had another one of our former webcasters come back from Boise to call the game. I said, hey, watch out for Schumacher. Not even three seconds later, Oyen found Schumacher and put it away. So Bauman and Schumacher have been the two standouts for me up front. On defense, I feel like I've said the name Matthew Chambers a lot on defense. So he's kind of been that top guy. Joey Epke, too. He's a young kid, younger brother of a former Brave. And he has kind of moved into that role where you could put him up front or on defense. He's kind of versatile in that regard. There's a couple others as well. There's a young team. A lot of the, these kids... uh Coming up from Midget, it's their first real uh, experience at this level. So I think as the season goes on, you're going to start seeing more and more kids start to blossom as the year goes on. You know, Greg, uh, I I like backstories. So what's your backstory? How did you end up behind the mic for the Spokane Braves? It's it's actually kind of a long story. Uh, I started off doing goal judging for them at the games, just, you know, I'd show up for the game. They go, hey, we're short someone. Can you goal judge? And, yeah, sure, no problem. So did that for a while. Wound up working my way up into the uh, penalty box as well, working that. Well, what happened was I also announced racing down here in the U.S., stock car racing. And they heard that I did that. And one day, the season opener for, I think it was the 2015 season, the PA announcer no-showed. So... They were trying to scramble, and I think 10 minutes before they realized I was there, I was ready to goal judge, I think it was. And they're like, hey, you do the racing stuff, right? Yeah. Well, can you try this out? Yeah, sure. Went out and wound up becoming the PA guy for two years. Our webcaster was Rick Edwards at the time. Well, he took a job as the Spokane Chiefs PA guy. So when he was leaving the Braves to go work for the Chiefs, the local WHL team here, he said, hey, why don't you give Greg a shot? He does play-by-play at the racetrack. Give him a shot on the webcast. And they allowed me to take the shot at the webcast. And here we are five years later and still going. Talk a little bit about the broadcast because uh, Spokane's really upped it uh, this season and a good opportunity to talk about the good work that Frank does. Yeah, Frank's the heart and soul of this webcast. He doesn't really like being on the mic. He doesn't really like being on camera or talking a whole lot but he is the heart and soul of this webcast and what we've been able to do i say in a weird way that the three years off was honestly kind of the best thing to happen to us because that let us really think of what we wanted to do we never stopped thinking about what we wanted to do when we came back we were just bouncing ideas left and right throughout the entire time we were gone what if we did this what if we did this Watching guys like Kevin McKinnon at Grand Forks and seeing what he does, we get a lot of inspiration from what Kevin's doing and taking some things from Fernie and stuff like that and just incorporating it into our webcast and kind of making it our own vision. We have a running joke of what he says to me every time I pitch an idea to him. Can't really say it on the uh, on the podcast, but I like testing him and seeing 
what kind of creativity he can come up with, and he's just hit a home run every single time. Greg, we've got hockey this weekend for Spokane. Uh, talk about uh, what Spokane has to do this weekend against a very tough Revelstoke team. Stay out of the penalty box has been a big thing. We have been really struggling on the penalty kill, and I think part of that is just the sheer amount of times that we've been on the penalty kill. Late games, just it seems like penalties have just been the story more often than not and with rebel still clicking as good as they are on the power play i think they're in the top five i think they're ranked number four or five overall if i saw that correctly so gotta play a little bit more discipline stay out of the box and i think we'll be a lot better if we can slow them down and we've seen that spokane can be a thorn in the side of some of these good teams you know we've got wins over beaver valley we got the big win over castlegar in castlegar last weekend so if we can just play our game and get them off of their game plan, I think we'll have a good shot. Greg Rents is the play-by-play voice of the Spokane Braves. Greg, thank you so much for doing it. It's been a pleasure. It's uh, finally an opportunity to talk with you. Absolutely. Thank you. Glad to be on here. Looking forward to doing it again sometime. Leo Singer gets it up to Kinline. He's checked. And it scores! Fiorentino almost falling to the ice in front. Slides it past Burnside, and the Rockets have evened this thing up. I'm speaking with Dominic Fiorentino of the Golden Rockets. Dominic, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. You're welcome. No, it's great to have you on. Uh, Dominic, uh, this is your third season uh, with the Rockets. Tell me, how do you feel that you've been playing for the team this season? I feel like things have been going pretty good. I mean, started the year off really well, and that's kind of what I wanted to get off to. And then I went through a little bit of a dry slump recently uh things are starting to go the right way and our our power play and everything's starting to click again so the team's been playing a lot better as a whole and that is also the same with me and i hope we can just keep trending in that direction talk about your role on the team like what is expected of you and what do you expect of yourself in trying to help the team have success my role uh, is a lot different this year as it has been in in previous years i i'm now one of the older guys on the team and i've been taking on more of a leadership role this year as opposed to previous years and I've enjoyed doing that and obviously I, I got to go out there and hold everyone accountable and lead by example and do what that means and show them what it what these young guys what it takes to win in this league and obviously it's not been going how we hoped it has but there's still a lot of season left and we just want to take it one game at a time and I got to keep these young guys just keep pushing and keep their motivation going and there's still lots of season left and anything can happen in this league. I noticed recently that the team traded Levi Hall to 30 goal starters. I know like he's been a big piece of the team since he's been there. Talk about how that can impact the team moving forward and the other guys that fill in his shoes. Yeah, I mean, Levi Hall, he was a great, great player for us, and uh, we're all going to miss him. He was a great guy in the room and great on the ice. He won us tons of games, and when you lose a guy like that, it obviously is tough on the room and same goes for when we traded away Nathan Kay and Liam Furlong too. They were both here for three years as well in big pieces. And when you can move guys like that, it's, it's bittersweet in the room because a lot of guys see it as opportunity too to step in and fill a bigger hole than what they were doing before. And a lot of guys want to use that as their opportunity to towards next year and be in a bigger role. And a lot of guys are obviously sad, but, for us, it's a bigger opportunity for a lot of guys, and that's how they're going to take it. I want to come back here talking a bit about your role. Like, it's part of one of the things that you like to do to contribute to the team is is to put up points. 
last season you had 28 and 42 games and so far you're halfway to those totals but is that an aspect for you that's important to help the team yeah i i definitely want to be a big scorer for this team and i want to help this team win however that may be and i've taken more pride in my defensive game as well this season and it's it's caused a little bit of my what feels like a little bit of my a dip in the offensive production but i I felt like I've been playing a solid defensive role and getting more PK minutes this year as I have in previous years, which is I take a lot of pride in. And I mean, I love I love putting up all the points, but there's a lot of things you got to do to win games. So I'm I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And the points are obviously nice, and that's that's just a bonus. You're averaging almost 15 minutes of ice a game, two minutes on the power play, and just over a minute a minute 12 uh, shorthanded you take a lot of pride in helping out on the pk yeah i mean when i first got here it wasn't wasn't something that i was used to doing and that they kind of used me into that role and now that i'm playing it a lot more it's i realize how much how much it actually means and how much you need it to win and uh i'm just uh i'm happy to be a part of the pk and i i do take a lot of pride in it and i i just wanted to be the best I can because if we have a good PK, I mean, if you you're good on special teams, you're tough to beat, and it starts with killing penalties. So I take a lot of pride in that. In what areas do you feel that you've become a better player? Uh, I feel like I've become a lot more patient out there and let things come to me more. I great great teammates that uh, make it a lot easier out there for me than it needs to be, which is also awesome. I've I've been close linemate with Cade Coughlin the past couple of years and he just makes it easy out there. I feel like I've really cleaned up my defensive game from year to year and the offense kind of is always feels like it, it's there if you need it. But yeah, my defensive game feels like it's very, very clean. It feels like I'm not spending as much time in the D zone as I once was. And it's a lot more fun to spend time in the O zone as it is in the D zone. So I like, like keeping it clean down there. You still have a year of uh, junior hockey eligibility, but where do you see your future after you're done playing the KJHL? Where do you want to go with your hockey? I'd love to go to school and further my education while I'm playing hockey. That would be my uh, my top choice, and I would love to keep playing as long as I can. I feel like you have your whole life to, to chase uh, other things, so you might as well play hockey while you can. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep trying to do that, and I, I'd love to go play to school, and then I'd also... After that, I'd love to stay in the game and, you know, teach it to other people and maybe be a coach. That's Dominic Fiorentino of the Golden Rockets. Dominic, thank you for joining us on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. This was awesome. Our thanks this week to the KIJHL broadcasters, in particular, Eric Blow, Mike Fox, and Greg Rentz. KIJHL Director of Communications, Emmanuel Sequera. North Okanagan Knights goalie, Josh Hager. Golden Rockets forward, Dominic Fiorentino. We should also mention Next Shift Network and Flow Hockey, which brings our players closer to their families and friends back home. I'd like to once again throw in a stick tap to Steve Smythe of the Chase Heat and his Heat Wave podcast available on Spotify. Steve will join us next week on the program. I'm Mark Berry. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We're back in seven days.